It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The Locked On NBA Fantasy Minute is presented by Price Picks. Price Picks is the most fun you can have playing daily fantasy basketball and winning up to 25 times your money. Go to pricepicks.com slash locked on NBA and use the code locked on NBA for a first deposit match up to $100. We are very much in the thick of the fantasy basketball playoffs. You might be starting it this week, you might be already in it, it might be a week away. And at this point of the year, with only five weeks left in the entire regular season, Playing the schedule is the most important thing. So this week, the Minnesota Timberwolves and the Los Angeles Lakers play two games only. So any fringe players you have from those teams, even guys, yes, like Kyle Anderson replacing Kyle Anthony Towns, that's not worth it with two games on. You need to be stacking extra games and you need to be looking at the teams with four games. You need to be looking at teams with games early in the week and then switching them out for teams with more games later in the week. Get more games in, play the schedule, be cutthroat with injuries and get players in to get yourself success for fantasy basketball. Hi, I'm Jake from Locked On. For the love of Pete, it's something you might say when your car gets damaged, but that won't get you the help you need for your vehicle. As someone named Jake, what you should be saying is something that can actually help. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. For help filing your claim 24-7, whether it's on the phone online, or on the award-winning State Farm mobile app, however you choose. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. This Lockdown Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less takeout, cook more at home, but I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals plus free shipping on your first box, and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on. Must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. Money, 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 money. Quickly to wall. Wall yeah. measures. Deal. Gets open for three. Dagger! Hey, what's up, Wizards fans? Welcome back to the Locked On Wizards podcast, brought to you by Draft. Did you know that your chances of winning on Draft are 80% better than on salary cap sites? That's why Draft is my favorite fantasy site. No more getting crushed by the pros. And it's not just me. More than 1 million people have already downloaded Draft. Play in a real live NBA draft right now. Be done in under 5 minutes and get paid out the next day. Drafts are filling every second, so you can join one whenever you want. 
All new players get a free entry into a real money draft when you make your first deposit, but you have to use my promo code LOWIZARDS. That's right, play in a real money draft for free just by using my promo code LOWIZARDS. But it gets even better. Draft is so sure you'll love it that they're even offering Locked On Wizards listeners a money-back guarantee up to $100. Just search Draft in your app store or go to Draft.com and come play free right now with promo code LOWIZARDS. Hey guys, it's Walker Mail, host of the Locked On Hornets podcast. And being around sports media and a fan of the Hornets for a lifetime has taught me that sometimes it's exploring the sliding doors moments and what-if scenarios in sports that can be the best part of the fan experience. What if the Seahawks let Marshawn run on the one-yard line with the Super Bowl on the line? Or could a coin flip actually have landed Magic in Chicago, Michael in L.A., and made Charles Barkley the first black president? Enter Wondery's newest sports show, Alternate Routes, a weekly leap into the sports multiverse with former Sports Center anchors Trey Wingo and Kevin Frazier. Each week on the podcast, Trey and Kevin will pry open the sliding doors of a different what if moment from the world of sports. In these alternate sports realities, dynasties will fall, legacies will change forever, new goats will emerge. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcast. You can listen to Alternate Routes early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Well, Wizards fans, it's another episode of the Locked On Wizards podcast. I'm your host tonight, Dustin Allwood from Wizards Extra, joined by Arthur Renault. Arthur, how you doing tonight? Pretty good, pretty good. Looking forward to an exciting weekend of all-star festivities. Yep, getting ready, getting right up to it. Uh, pretty much wrapped up with the first half. Um, we've got one game left against the Knicks um, tomorrow night. Um, maybe a slightly shorthanded team, um, as the Wizards seem to be dropping like flies with head injuries and flu bugs. Um, so Arthur, one of the first topics I want to talk about, you know, there's rumors abound about the Wizards looking at point guard or shooting guard help, uh, anywhere from Derrick Rose, um, Ty Lawson. What are your thoughts? Are they going to make a move, um, here before the all-star break or possibly shortly after? Yeah. So I, uh, this morning I listened to Scott Brooks on 106.7 The Fan and he, was asked the same question, and he addressed the the fact that uh, a lot of what they're going to do with the point guard position is going to be based on Sadoransky's available tomorrow night uh, against the Knicks, which at this point, we haven't heard anything to make us believe that Sado would be missing the game tomorrow night. So it looks like, according to Brooks, they were going to wait after the All-Star break to address the uh, backup point guard position uh, through the buyout market or as the European players are starting to come back from their Euro leagues, uh, which at this point it makes it look like Ty Lawson is someone that they're seriously considering signing. And although I don't really necessarily see, understand why we're getting a backup point guard, I can uh, appreciate that they're taking their time and not necessarily rushing and going towards a name player like Derrick Rose at the moment. Yeah, and we were talking about this a little bit before we started the podcast, but it feels pretty much like a guarantee like Sato's going to be all right because if if they needed to sign somebody on a 10-day, they probably wouldn't be waiting until Wednesday to do it. You know, They would have been already right. engaging in talks. 
getting somebody in for, you know, the last practice before this final game, before the break. Um, so seems like Sadoransky is going to be good to go. Um, they'll supplement, you know, without Wall, obviously, and without Frazier. Uh, the other point guard responsibility is probably with a mixture of Beal and Porter. Um, and you said that was the other thing that, that Brooks touched on today, right, was um, Porter running the point in practice and, and seeming to fit all right with that, right? Yeah, they, he also mentioned that so many players were out. Uh, Jason Smith looks like he's coming down with the flu. Morris, as we as we know, was battling the flu and his wrist injury, his hand injury. Uh, Mahimi obviously came down with it. Uh, they were resting Beal. Frazier has the nose surgery. Sadoransky has the concussion protocol. And that basically leaves like six or seven players and Brooks mentioned that he had some of his assistant coaches even jump in during some of the practice to uh, kind of help get a five-on-five going. But he really was uh, blown away by how well Porter was doing handling the point guard position uh, to the point that when I tweeted it this morning, uh, that exact quote that Porter had impressed, um, a lot of Georgetown fans came in the mentions and were saying, finally, like, I've been clamoring for this you know Porter did a lot of ball handling in Georgetown had a lot of responsibility with the creation of the offense in Georgetown so a lot of people are really looking forward to see if uh, Porter will actually get some point guard run tomorrow night yeah and I, I do recall you know watching him in at Georgetown he, he really did run that team and he did a great job with it you know he was a all everything guy at Georgetown yeah, I do wonder how it will translate to the NBA because we've seen you know some of his limitations crop up here and there um, when he tries to do a little bit too much. So um, I don't know. I, I, it's not something I, you know at this point. You know, you got one game before the break, a pretty meaningless game. I mean, with with the injuries, I think it's definitely a chance to uh, try some new things, uh, especially against a team like the Knicks. You know, no offense to them, but. You know they're a they're a struggling banged up team as well. So um, right. if there was ever a chance to experiment, now is the time. So uh, it'll be interesting to see. So just a you know quick thing I wanted to touch on. Um, you know we're, we're coming up to the All Star break, so it's a it's a good time to kind of look back um, at at how things have gone before the break. And wh- how do you feel about the Wizards? I mean, obviously it's been kind of a, a tale of two seasons at least when you look at uh, how they were playing um, when John Wall was playing hurt and then how they've been playing uh, since John's actually been out. Um, but overall, what, do you th- what are your thoughts on the Wizards' first half? Yeah, so before the season started, I had mentioned that uh, I guess my goals for the team were that uh, the Wizards would win 50 games or more. Uh, Wall and Beal would be all-stars which I nailed, apparently. Um, And the last one would be that they would be in the Eastern Conference Finals, uh, regardless of who they have to get through in the first round, which at this point, as things are tonight, they would be playing Milwaukee, I believe. Yeah, Milwaukee's the fifth seed, Wizards are the fourth seed. So, I mean, all things considered, I would say it's, you know, it could be worse, but at the same time, it could be a lot better. you know, so many of the of the stats that are showing, like, if the Wizards would have taken care of business against under 500 teams, we could maybe have, like, six, seven, eight more wins and be 
the one seed or battling for the one seed, you know, but that beginning of the year was really ugly. Uh, I know it feels, I'm talking about it like it was like years ago, but it was a few months ago. Um, but it's all hopefully going to be credited to, you know, Wall's knee injury and just, you know, being too comfortable. Like this team for a lot of, you know, this time since they, they first made the playoffs, it, it's felt like an entitled team. Yeah. So it was almost like they felt like they earned the right to coast through the season, which they didn't because they have, we haven't accomplished anything like a game seven in the second round is nothing to beat your chest and come into next year and saying, Oh, we got it. Like just see us in the playoffs. And then, you know, obviously being humbled by LeBron the, the day that they're interviewed about, Oh yeah. Cleveland was ducking us last year. Like yep. they didn't want to see us. And then LeBron drops 55 on us and in DC. So I think it's been a very humbling season and hopefully the, the team realizes that along with the development of their young talent and Kelly Oubre and Tomas Sadoransky, that they need to earn these victories when they count during the regular season. Yeah. And you know, it's funny you, you bring it up in that fashion because Noah and I talked about the exact same thing on a recent podcast. You know, he was asking me, you know, last year, it was just last year we had this crazy 17-game home winning streak. And, you know, now we're dropping games at home to sub-500 teams that have no business coming into Capital One Arena and winning games. And what's the difference? And, you know, I think you hit the nail on the head. The difference is 100% the mentality of this team. And, you know, I think you're, you're exactly right. They, they do seem entitled. And, um, you know, when you go back to last year, what was different? Why weren't they so entitled last year? I think towards the end of the, last, the, end of the season last year is when that entitlement started building. And, you know, going into last year, though, you got to remember they were coming off a season where they missed the playoffs, new coaching staff, and then they started off the season horribly. So they had something to prove going into that December where they were way behind in the standings. Everything was falling apart. People were talking about trading John Wall, firing Scott Brooks already. You know, everything was horrible. So they had something to prove. And I think that's it's kind of what you've seen since John Wall's been out is the rest of the team kind of rallied around that as now we know we can't just show up and beat anybody because we don't have our best player. Uh, if we're going to win games, we're going to have to have that high level of effort and intensity every night. And they had something to prove that, hey, we can win games without John. And I'm, my hope is in the second half and, and, you know, as we get into late March, early April when John comes back, that that mentality carries over and that John comes back and embraces that same mentality of we've got to bring it every night because they do. And every team in the NBA does. This is still a league of – high-level basketball players all across every team. You know, anyone, any team in the league can get hot for a night and just blow another team out. Uh, we've seen it, you know, even happen to the Warriors. So, you know, if the Warriors can't sleepwalk through games, the Wizards can't sleepwalk through games. So I think you're exactly right. Hopefully that mentality has changed and, and we see a different, a different team in the second half. But, you know, like, like you mentioned as well, it's – not that bad, you know, as, as bad as it seemed for a while there, you know, they're, they're still sitting in the fourth seed right behind Cleveland. And, you know, honestly, Toronto and Boston aren't that far ahead. You know, that the Wizards right. made up more ground than this last year 
um, in just a few short weeks because that's kind of the nature of the NBA. If you get really, really hot, you know, go on a 10-game winning streak like the Jazz are on right now, you can you can really shrink those gaps in the standings pretty quick. Yeah, and I completely agree. Yeah, it, you know, we're fourth in the standings. We've made up ground. But at the same time, you know, I know we're going to address this a little later, the schedule that's upcoming, it's pretty rough. And I, to play devil's advocate on, you know, the Wizards, you know, winning some games here post-wall injury, uh, some of those wins should come with an asterisk like the Indiana Pacers win playing against a Victor Oladipo list team. Uh, you know, we didn't get their full, their full roster. I mean, obviously we don't have wall, but you know, winning those games when we're not playing against a team that has all their guns, uh, the Orlando win, you know, they set out like three of their best players, but they were um, losing those kind of games earlier in the season though, even yeah, with, with teams sitting I mean, out their players. So, I think I think it's clear to see that the the level of effort has gone up a notch, and I, yes, you know definitely. that's definitely anybody who thinks that's tied to John Wall himself being out is just insane. But it, it's I think it's just a factor of it, you know. Like these these guys, they're prideful players too, and they want to prove that that we can win, and this team doesn't just get flushed down the toilet just because John Wall's not here. And they know right. we have to. John Wall is a you know, 20-point, 10-assist-a-night guy. So those points, those assists have to come from somewhere. So everybody steps their game up. And, you know, it kind of shows you the potential that this team has if you just are able to plug in a a fully healthy John Wall, which is, you know, one of my biggest disappointments of the year is is Wall getting getting hurt again because, man, this was supposed to be, you know, that, that one of those first seasons he's really had in his career where he – didn't have anything he was dealing with over the summer and didn't have any rehab going into the season. And, you know, here we are. So Yeah. <laughs> so we're going to take a quick break, and we're going to come back and talk about uh, the All-Star game. So stay tuned to the Locked On Wizards podcast. Hi, I'm Jake from Locked On. There's a lot to say when buying a new home or car, but really the first words you want to say are, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. And trust me, as someone named Jake, that is a fact. That's the phrase that will help you feel good knowing that you have people who can help you find the right coverage for the things you want to protect. Insurance doesn't need to be complicated with a State Farm agent. With so many coverage options, it feels good knowing you can find what fits you because your situation is unique. And State Farm is there to help you feel supported with the coverage you need for your car, your home, and even boats, motorcycles, RVs, and other things that matter to you. And when you need ways to get help, don't yell or be angry because State Farm gives you options there too, in person or on the phone with your local agent or on statefarm.com or their award-winning app. State Farm lets you do things your way. So when you need help protecting the things that matter most, remember to say, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Welcome back to the Locked On Wizards podcast. I'm Dustin Allwood from Wizards Extra here with Arthur Renault. Um, So Arthur... Uh, we've got the All-Star weekend coming up this weekend. Uh, John Wall was also a, a selection for the All-Star game, but obviously will be sitting out uh, with his knee injury. Um, and Bradley Beal, uh, in his first All-Star game, his second three-point shootout, though, um, what, are you, what are you looking to see from Bradley this weekend? Well, hopefully to play more than eight minutes or ten minutes. Uh, that would be really good in the All-Star game. Um, you know, I don't know if it's because he's not starting, but I feel like when 
Wall made it the first time or his first time starting. Like that was a really hyped weekend. Like yeah. New York, he's starting, like all the promos, like his jerseys were being sold everywhere. So it was really cool. Um, I haven't been to uh, Capital One since Beal was announced as an all-star, but are his jerseys being sold at the store? I don't know if they are in the team store. I was actually checking out online to see if they were around, and I had you can't buy them online. That's for sure. Yeah, um, and I, I don't really like the designs this year. Apart oh, really? From, I, I yeah. actually kind of dig them. I, I, I like the jerseys a lot this year. The black and white and the team logo. <laughs> I love the team logo. Your own team logo still being on it. Uh, I guess I'm just maybe because it's not East versus West, but I guess I'm. I, I really like those jerseys. Kind yeah. of like the old like Jordan John, Magic Johnson era jerseys, but anyways, that's getting into fashion. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know anything about that. Um, but yeah, I, I'm really looking forward to this three point contest because I mean, it's all the sharpshooters are in there. Like we have Kyle Lowry, we have Clay Thompson, Paul George, and uh, Bradley Beal. I think the most thing, the most Wizards thing to happen is that Beal wins the three point shootout after shooting, like, a career-low three-point percentage <laughs> and, like, missing wide-open threes during games. Like, wouldn't that be the most so Wizards thing? Like, yes. he breaks a record and, like, has a perfect score or something ridiculous. Like, I, I can't imagine, like, anything, like, so predictable, but at the same time, like, you know, still annoying that's going to happen. Yep. And, you know, the first time he was in the three-point shooting contest, he wasn't actually an all-star, but he was in the three-point shooting contest the same year that Wall won the dunk contest. Yeah. And that was a fun event because, if you remember, it was down to Beal and Bellinelli, and Beal was having a kind of a slump round um, in the, the last round and then made, like, eight in a row or something to tie yeah. Bellinelli and send it into a, a, a shootout, and then he lost and finished second. But it, that was a fun weekend, too, uh, with Wall winning the dunk contest and, and Beal um, high-fiving Nelly after <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, that, that run in the three-point contest. Um, that was Again, a, that feels like 10 years ago, but that feels felt like, forever like ago. this is, this is the, the stardom for our backcourt is being born this weekend. Like, yeah. we, they took over that weekend. <clears throat> yep. But... And it's, you know, yeah. it's it's such a bummer that Wall is out because, you know, it would have been awesome to see both of them in the game. Um, obviously, they were on the same team, but one thing I was hoping for when the teams were selected um, was that they would end up on opposite teams and maybe we would get to see some yes. real Wall, ISO, one-on-one yep. action, uh, which is the awesome aspect of the new format, you know, not going East versus West and having... Uh, the captains draft the teams is you can get teammates going head to head. And you know, if that had happened, if, if wall and Beal had ended up on opposite teams at some point during the game, one of them was going to get the ball and ISO against the other and just go at each other. Um, so, you know, obviously that wasn't necessarily on the table this year because um, a walls not playing and B he, they were on the same team, but you know, hopefully sometime in the future we get to see that because that would just be, that would be crazy fun as a Wizards fan to see in an All-Star game. Yeah, yeah, it definitely would, and that should be an element that's incorporated to the All-Star game. So obviously, like, they kind of started it this year with captains, and, but it shouldn't be allowed, you shouldn't be allowed to have teammates on the same team, because then you can have the, those, like, dream matchups. Like, have, uh, you know, if you're a Raptors fan, have DeRozan and Lowry go at each other. If, uh, 
you're a you know Celtics fan have Kyrie and Al Horford go at each other. LeBron going at Kevin Love, like all <laughs> these things would make the All Star Game a show. And it can be in the first three quarters where nobody's playing defense, nobody's trying. It's just one on one, like LeBron Kobe, but you know, every team gets, like, a second to shine. And that would let every player, you know, like, for those that only play, like, 10 minutes. Like, if those 10 minutes were you went head-to-head against, you know, your teammate, like, it's probably worth it for, like, everyone and for views and for everything. And it probably helps the the competition level because, like you mentioned, a lot of times in these All-Star games it's just no defense necessary, right? But, right. but you know, if if Wall's checking Bradley Beal in this All Star game, he's not gonna let him score. Just you know, yeah, uh, no. just you know, nonchalant, just stand there and let him go by you. He's gonna be locked in and bringing it. And same way on the other end, you know. So I think maybe it, it would help you know raise that competition level where you're actually seeing some engaged defense and and some actual back and forth. So right. Because, I mean, if Beal, if Beal gets Wall ISO and he hits him with that step back, like, I've never seen Wall get dropped or get crossed over, but I think that would be the first time because that, you know, that, that'd be risky to have happen. Yep. So, eh, we, get, we don't get that fun this year, but, uh, you know, maybe all-star games to come because, you know, it seems like these two are going to be all-star stables for a while, um, you know, assuming they stay healthy and, and stay with the Wizards, right? So, so, uh, so let's take another break, and we'll be back uh, with our What If Wednesday segment. Hi, I'm Jake from Locked On. There's a lot to say when buying a new home or car, but really the first words you want to say are, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. And trust me, as someone named Jake, that is a fact. That's the phrase that will help you feel good knowing that you have people who could help you find the right coverage for the things you want to protect. Insurance doesn't need to be complicated with a State Farm agent. With so many coverage options, it feels good knowing you can find what fits you because your situation is unique. And State Farm is there to help you feel supported with the coverage you need for your car, your home, and even boats, motorcycles, RVs, and other things that matter to you. And when you need ways to get help, don't yell or be angry because State Farm gives you options there too, in person or on the phone with your local agent or on statefarm.com or their award-winning app. State Farm lets you do things your way. So when you need help protecting the things that matter most, remember to say, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Welcome back to the Locked On Wizards podcast. This is Dustin Allwood from Wizards Extra with Arthur Renault. Um, Arthur, last topic of the night, uh, you know, we like to do, uh, what if Wednesdays on these podcasts that come out on Wednesdays. So what do you got for us? Uh, what if Wednesday this week? Yeah. So, you know, morning commute, sitting in rush hour, you know, you start getting in your feelings a little bit, you know, realizing how much life sucks sometimes. Uh, just randomly thought this morning, man. With the way that the East has shaped out this year, with, you know, the Celtics signing Gordon Hayward and having drafted Jason Tatum as, like, a first-round pick, like a high lotto pick, and Terry Rozier and everything that they have going on there. And then, you know, Gordon Hayward gets injured. With LeBron and the Cavaliers, like, Kyrie gets traded. Half their team gets traded midway through the year. There's dysfunction, you know, Toronto, which the Wizards have no issue like beating and handling. 
what would have happened? What if Al Horford would have chosen the Wizards and not the Celtics? Like, it hurts to think about it. A part of me is like, Porter, Kelly Oubre, you know, Gortat wouldn't have developed as they would have because, you know, things would have been shifted around. Um, also, I don't know why I said Gortat, I meant to say Sato. Um, <laughs> the three of them wouldn't have developed have, you know, as they had because, you know, they, things would have shifted, lineups would have been different. But Wall, Beal, the backcourt, you know, I mean, even going with something like Kelly Oubre, your starting small forward, Porter as your four, and then Horford as your five, as your, you know... Lineup of you know, death. Winning time, <laughs> lineup of death. Like, that is ridiculous. Like, with Porter being the efficient three-point shooter that he is, Kelly Oubre developing, you know, a really solid three-point shot, obviously Beal being, you know, a sharpshooter. Horford having the ability to like hit a three pointer and Wall like orchestrating everything, like no doubt the Wizards would be running the East this year and would be considered heavy favorites to win, you know, the, the East. I'm not saying that may finals, but that's a better matchup against the Warriors. Like our five, that five I just mentioned against Clay, Steph, um, Iggy, KD, and Draymond. Like that, that's that's a good fight and it just hurts because that ship has sailed you mean you're not satisfied with uh jan mahimi and jason smith as plan c man (laughs) you know and the other thing about that too is in a in 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 my mind when i think about if that had happened you know i probably would actually still have started gortat and played horford at the four obviously i would definitely try and sneak in some some moments of the death lineup we just mentioned, but yeah. you know that allows you if you if you started Horford at the four, you're able to move Keith to the bench, and he can just be a you know chucker on on the bench and just get buckets you know. Mm-hmm. And there's not a whole lot of teams that have a backup four or five that can stop Markeith Morris when he wants to score. So you know it adds that scoring punch to the bench just by having Gortat because or just by having Horford because it, it like you said, it bumps everybody down a peg. Um where now you've got Ubre and Keith coming off the bench, a developing Sadaransky. You know, it it really would have been fun to see, um, obviously as a Wizards fan and uh, you know, it's kind of sad that we're sitting here, you know, fantasizing about the Celtics starting center who killed us <laughs> in the playoffs last year instead. Um, but yeah, I mean, you just got to bring us down on what if Wednesday, huh? Yeah. You know, like I said, sitting in traffic, (laughs) rush hour, sitting at all these lights, it was cloudy and rainy today. Yeah, no, it would have been definitely interesting to see like what the rest of the roster would have looked like. Cause then DC would have become a destination. Like who wouldn't want to play with that line? Like, you know, Maybe Lou Williams signs here. Maybe Joe Johnson signs here. As like, unlike you know this year where the rich got richer. Like Joe Johnson goes to Houston as if they needed any more ammunition on offense. And and you have some assets to move around too. Right like now you've got these dead weight contracts that are not going anywhere. Right, um, and maybe Gortat's contract is a little more valuable because maybe he 
you know, it was able to play a little bit less, maybe able to play a little bit, you know, healthier, a little bit, you know, fit in better with somebody like Horford playing next to him. So you never know how those things shake out. And, and, you know, we never know what would have happened. You know, there could have been, you know, Al Horford blows out his knee and, you know, never played a minute for the Wizards, uh, you know, because that's just life for us. But, um, you know, one thing we talked about when that whole summer was going down was obviously when the season ended, you know, the previous season ended, Whitman was fired, they brought in Scott Brooks, and we were all kind of waiting to see was Ernie Grunfeld was was Ernie Grunfeld gonna stick around? Uh, because I think every Wizards fan, at least the ones that I've talked to, is just counting the days until Ernie Grunfeld is no longer the GM here. And I wonder, you know, if that ended up playing a big factor. Because, you know, when you looked at the rosters side by side of Boston then and the Wizards then, I don't think it would – I think it would be a very hard argument to make that the Celtics were a better team as far as the pieces that were already there. But one of the things Horford said was, you know, he was sold on the culture, which, you know, Boston is always going to beat D.C. in that aspect of it as far as basketball supporting the team and, uh, you know, the, the fan base around there. Um, the Wizards are never going to catch Boston in that. But, you know, I think a big part of it was probably the vision that was laid out. And I just, I just can't help but shake the, the thought of, you know, the pitch that he received from Ernie Grunfeld versus the pitch that he received from Danny Ainge. You know, uh, so I wonder, and it's something I think about, you know, if they had made a move and got a new GM in here, maybe somebody young um, with an with, you know, an eye towards the analytics, somebody who could have painted the big picture for the Wizards, if maybe that would have tilted the scale in favor of the Wizards. Right, yeah, no, it's, it would have changed everything. That, yeah, it's very depressing to think about, especially, I mean, you know, right now with Sadoransky developing and uh, Kelly Oubre and, you know, soon to be, it looks like Chris McCullough is going to get some runs. So maybe, you know, that can add another piece. But, you know, along with Wall, Beal, Porter, Sadoransky, and Kelly Oubre, it makes it look like Ernie has done a good job because now we have five players that are under the age of 27 developing and we can build around them. So it's just the luck of the draw and, you know, giving a lifetime contract. Eventually you'll hit something, I guess. <laughs> Yeah, but on the flip side of that, you know, you may have some young pieces, but you don't have a whole lot of cap space to build around because you've got so much money tied up in the center position where you really don't have a, uh, you know... A modern center. <laughs> right, a, a center that fits into the modern NBA. <laughs> right. So, yeah. yeah, well, you know, hopefully there's brighter days than, than that depressing thought ahead for the Wizards. Um, you know, we talked about it a little bit. You know, it, we'll see how this the Wizards are able to navigate this tough schedule coming up here in the second half. Um, obviously, anxiously looking forward to seeing John Wall back. But I hope, I hope, and I think they will, they, they'll take the appropriate time and get him back 100% healthy. Because especially with the time frame that he's on right now, cutting it so close to the start of the playoffs. 
um, it's not going to do anybody any good for him to come back less than 100. percent So right. um, that's you know definitely something we're keeping an eye on. And uh, Arthur, any uh, final thoughts before we break it up? Uh, I just think that my uh, you know prediction for All Star Weekend and you know I feel I honestly feel like that's going to happen. I feel like somehow, some way. Beal's going to win the three-point shootout, and it's going to piss me off somehow. <laughs> Instead of, like, making me very happy, it's going to be like, Beal, like, let's knock some of those down during the game. You know, let's get that percentage back up. But who knows? Maybe it has the opposite effect. Maybe it had it brings, like, his two-point percentage back up, you know, to the way it was trending before the season started. Yep, so... We got, like we said, we have one game left before the break with the Knicks um, Wednesday night, and then off to the All Star break and uh, headed into the second half. So, thanks for tuning in to the Locked On Wizards podcast. Again, I'm Dustin Allwood. Arthur, thanks for joining. Imagine smoking weed in the we'll street without time. cops harassing. Imagine going to court with no trial. Lifestyle cruising blue Bahama waters. No welfare supporters. More conscious of the way we raise our daughters. Days are shorter, nights are colder. Feeling like life is over. These snakes strike like a cobra. The world's hot, my son got knocked. Evidently, it's elementary. They want us all gone eventually. Trooping out of state for a plate. Knowledge, the coke was cooked without the garbage. We'd all have the top dollars. Imagine everybody flashing. Fashion, designer clothes. Lacing your click up with diamond rolls, your people's holding dough, no parole, no rubbers, going raw, imagine law with no undercovers, just some thoughts for the mind, I take a glimpse into time, watch the blimp read, the world is mine, if I rule the world, imagine that, I free all my Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.